Hi everyone, welcome to Made of Things. This is a brand new podcast hosted by myself, Antonio Maria Correa, and this is the very first episode of that podcast. So, uh, first off, you might not know who I am, uh, but then again, because you have internet access, uh, you might. I've been doing interviews over here in Portugal for about 10 years now, uh, having done roughly around 600 to 700 sit-down interviews, uh, mostly with musicians. So, sit-down interviews are more in-depth interviews as far as video goes, which is mostly what I do, and they're opposed to stand-up interviews, which became very popular after the Second World War. You might know some famous stand-up interviewers, such as Sir David Frost or Barbara Walters. They interviewed people like uh, Lenny Bruce and George Carlin and Richard Pryor, and this became very popular and is now current practice. Stand-up interviews is, of course, something I don't do, so if that's your thing, uh, I guess you'll just have to imagine. Now, if you're a native English speaker and you notice some shifts in my accent, that is because I am, in fact, Portuguese. My name is actually pronounced Antonio Maria Correia, but for the purposes of this podcast, we'll go with Antonio, it's fine. So I'm keeping the podcast in English because nearly every international musician and comedian, as far as I know, does not speak Portuguese. So I figured that keeping the podcast in Portuguese would be a real hindrance in terms of speaking to these people I want to speak to. So what is Made of Things? First and foremost, it is a podcast. Uh... Uh, only most as well, I guess. It's it's only a podcast. So um, it is an audio podcast, which is something you should really know by now. But I wanted to point out that I really want this to be a non-form podcast because uh, forms are very old-fashioned. So to be perfectly coherent, we'll be starting off with a format, which is an interview format. So I hope you're not confused by that one. Okay, so, on the first episode of the show, we have Mike Watt. He, of course, was part of the awesome Minutemen, and was also part of Firehose during the 80s, and uh, Chicone Youth, alongside Sonic Youth, and has been a member for a while of uh, Iggy Pop and the Stooges, with, of course, Iggy Pop as uh, lead singer, of course. And uh, Mike uh, stopped by Portugal and Lisbon to play with the Missing Men at the Lisbon Club ZDB. ZDB is one of the coolest places in Portugal, and I remember him playing a terrific show with his piece of work called Hyphenated Man. Bear in mind uh, that uh, grizzly bear in grizzly grizzly bear in mind that I had a couple of friends there during the interview. So sometimes you'll hear us talking to Mariana and Luis, who were also uh, music journalists over here in Portugal. So they're not like ghosts in your head or anything. They're there. We're not just two people. We're mostly two people, but. Only this time, I let them intervene a little bit, so we're actually sometimes four people, so I hope you can hear them well. There's a couple of things I wanted to tell you about before you listen to the actual conversation I had with Mike. The first one being that Thurston Moore and Alex of Dirty Beaches were around Lisbon a lot during that time, so they come up quite naturally during the conversation. Uh, the converse conversation. I can't speak. Why do I have a podcast? I don't know. And the other thing I wanted to tell you guys about is that while I was speaking to Mike, uh, the topic of Josh Homme comes up, Josh Homme of Queens of the Stone Age, uh, because Josh was on Mark Maron, was on WTF with Mark Maron, which is one of the most famous podcasts there is. And Josh speaks about Mike and about Firehose. And Mike actually knows Josh. 
and Mike is my first guest on my show, and Josh was on Mark's show speaking about Mike, who uh, is actually on WTF this week, Mark just announced, so I'm launching my podcast with the weird sort of cosmic, I'm not, I'm not going to go spiritual, but there's some sort of weird coincidence over here, so um, I don't know half of these people, but it's still funny to me that I'm just a guy in Portugal, and um, there's a sort of uh, zeitgeist to it all, I guess. So here's my conversation with Mike, and I hope you guys enjoy it. This was an absolute pleasure for me, and I'll be there at the end of the conversation. So see you in a bit. Olhos, olhos, olhos. Olhos, Yeah, because you guys got the SH sound. They ain't, they ain't got. Yeah, we, we do. Uh, uh, let me just, I'm sorry. Let well, me just check, uh, because uh, it sounds like... Uh, blah, 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 blah. Okay, it's fine. Spanish don't have the SH sound that you have. The uh, X sound. Exactly, because Portuguese sounds like uh, more French? like uh, French Russian and Russian even. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. A little Italiano. A little Italian, exactly. And in writing, it's like... Very similar to Spanish and yeah, to exactly. Italian, but then you'll hear it, and then uh, it has no like no similarities. I know, I know, I know. Like, like I, Scottish. Like Scottish or <laughs> English, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you write it down. It's like yeah. Oh, Ray is on the phone. This guy was telling me. I said what? I said write it down. Oh, Ray's on the phone. <laughs> No, it's beautiful. Look, man, I like differences. Sure. The main course. idea is to communicate, right? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. But if, but you're, if you well, uh, unless you're in Scotland, then you can't. Okay. Yeah. Especially some. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's like, well, is that like the most drunken place you've ever been? Like in Scotland? No. No. San Pedro. Really? <laughs> Not yourself. I mean, like in general. No, we got some. We're sailor town. Oh, okay. And okay. sailors like. No, what's the most borracho? I've heard you know what? I think everybody takes turns. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, all the men and women were created equal as far as like, yeah, yoparai. Okay. okay, so it's like, uh, it's like. Uh, Somebody like, told me once, uh, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. Because no one picks where they're born. I'm sorry, what? No one picks where they're born. Ah, yeah, sure, of course. You can maybe have some decisions. In fact, I heard that's a problem now right here. A lot of people are leaving. Yeah. Did you see the radio guy with the glass? Uh, I talked to him last time. Uh -huh. And also the man last night in Villa, a real, uh, cat yeah. named Mario. Uh -huh. He said, I was thinking about leaving, but then I said, no. Sure. I'm going to stay. Sure. Yeah. Mario from Villa uh, Villa, you know. Mario. And Mario the, from Villa Villa. Yeah, yeah. Oh. And the club's called Club Villa Real, and this fucking club's 120 years old. Oh, the building was 500 years old. We ain't got that in Pedro. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> you know, and how old is this building? Uh, no idea. How old is the Alta Barrio, uh, right? And this is old this neighborhood. Is old, very, 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 very old. It's so, like, like, I, can you imagine I, I think what? It's like, it's like so what, 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 think of all the human stories. Think of the karma. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
you no, us two, it. dude. Us two, brother. <laughs> believe me. But um, how, how Actually, was a Portuguese no. found my town. Found There was thousands of Indians living there, but he found it. They were called Tugva. They said, you know what? No, Gabrielanos. <laughs> Tugva, forget that name. His name was Juan Cabrillo. We call him Cabrillo. Cabrillo, well, yeah. He was working for Spain, but he was a Portuguese guy. He fell and broke his leg. Infection, he died. They hid his, we don't know where he's buried. Maybe Catalina. I've never been to the U.S., actually. But, uh... Come to Pedro. I'll give you the tour. I did it for Alex. Show you Bukowski's thing. It's uh, across from the Navy house, because I'm from Virginia, really. I came there because it's Pedro's closer to Vietnam. <laughs> My daddy was a sailor. Yeah, yeah. I lived there 46 years. I came when I was 10. Uh, where, are you, where are you living now? Pedro. Oh, so I mean, you came. Like, I, mean, I didn't understand then. When I, w I was born in Virginia. Yeah, and stayed in Virginia for 46 years. No. Oh, and then I missed. Uh, oh, for six years. Oh, for 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to count anymore. <laughs> so I've been in Pedro like, 46 years. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> like, ja like jazz hands. <laughs> like, how was the show, man? This was a challenge that like, I hate. I don't know. I don't know because I was thinking a lot about Alex, the Dirty Beaches. I was thinking a lot about Lisbon. People Who's here, by the way, just for you? I mean, and I, but I've heard about being a pro. Like, <laughs> no, people outside. I don't know if you guys know it, but people talk about Lisbon. He's got a music scene. Uh -huh. Thurston was telling me. Yeah, yeah. We we met him right here. Like he was sitting right here. Like uh, not too long ago. Like a half. I think he's gonna come again, right? He's I saw a poster. Now. Yeah, yeah. I think he's living in England. I think in two weeks, I think. In two weeks. Oh, in two weeks. Oh, uh, yeah, because it's uh, like the 20th uh, anniversary of ZDB, so. You know. 20th. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh yeah, yeah. Three I got another connection. I'm sorry. I got another connection. This is going to be a challenge to edit, by the way. But who cares? You're in charge of the scissors. Okay. I Yeah, because we're totally DIYing it. So I'm basically a journalist. You know what? I think life is about taking turns. Yeah, there you go. This piece I played tonight, huh? Hyphenated man. Yeah. There's 30 men. They're from imagery from Hieronymus Bosch. Yeah. Nine of them are here. I saw them right before. Oh, you already saw the Temptations of Saint Anthony then? And the nine of the men are there. I was going to ask you about that. I've seen all the men in Prado and. Vienna Institute of Art, and uh, I was here three times before, and I never realized that it was there. I, I, I hobbled past that place, the Museum of the an Antique uh, Old uh, Art. Old, uh, antique Art, yeah. Yeah, and... Uh, and finally got the, the, your collection together then. I've seen all 30 men now. Yeah. yeah. The belly stab man there is there. The baby cradling tree man. The uh -huh. thistle-headed man. The uh, uh, letter-carrying beak man. The hill man. Which is man. awesome, the, the, that one. The, yeah. They're all, well, it's They're one song, right? And what I used, him, I, I appropriated the images because uh -huh. I wanted to, I wanted to, to tell the story of a middle-aged punk rocker. Uh -huh. <laughs> Why is it hyphenated then? All these creatures are pieces of things put together. Yeah. That's what you do with a hyphen. Okay. And this is what middle age seems to be about because your body 
starts breaking down. But uh -huh. your mind has experiences. You can't be the young man. Well, you don't have the young man's body, but he doesn't have your experiences. It seems society, a lot of the pieces about masculinity. Now, I try to use a lady's point of view. Dorothy in that movie, Wizard of Oz. Because uh -huh. if you notice the farmhands, is the scarecrow, uh -huh. is the tin man, is the lion. And she's looking at what do guys try to do to be guys? I mean, I think it's a coming of age story for her. Mm. Not love, I mean, love interest is probably Toto, but you know, the dog. Yeah. But she's looking at men. And write the wizard, pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. Uh -huh. And where I come from, if you're brave, you get a medal. Yeah. If you're smart, you get a diploma, huh? Tin Man, you know, if you, you get a heart, you got yeah. like a clock. Or but, but what they're saying is, we're looking for validation. I think by the time you get to the middle eight years, it's like, fuck it. Mm. I'm running out of time. I don't care. Yeah. Now, some dudes freak out. Yeah, yeah. They get the 20 year old girlfriend, the convertible, or they go to work with the gun and go postal. I thought I would write a punk rock opera. And I, look, I wrote already two of them. I didn't even think I'd write one. First one was dealing with losing D. Boone. Finally got the courage to do that. Second one was about a sickness that almost killed me. Which was, uh, I'm not- Second man's middle stand. I was only 42. I had a lot of work to do. I didn't want to die. So I used Dante's Commedia. The inferno was a sickness. The purgatory was a healing. Paradise was getting to play my bass and pound my kayak and pedal my bicycle. That's, that's adorable. I mean, uh, artistically very, very intense and, and but really endearing, I mean, I mean, more. You get taught this, that you leave being a boy behind. Mm -hmm. Remember when you just played? No, no, everything's got to have it. I didn't ride a bicycle for 22 years. I got a car at 16. That's for little kids. Some cat was moving to Atlanta. He sold me a 10-speed for $5. Of course, I'm Econo. And I remember seeing it. other dudes with bikes. They use them for clothes racks. No, I'm going to pedal it. Also, I got a new way to write songs because there's a rhythm. I ain't no jock. It took me forever. You know, it was a slow go. What do you think that femininity? Listen. Oh, which I didn't right now. In but a car, you don't listen. <laughs> You yeah. got your radio, you got the motor. All of a sudden, I'm hearing the birds. Uh -huh. Not pelicans, though. Pelicans have no song. Ineffable. I think Thurston's got a song, Ineffable. It means some truths can't be with words. Mm -hmm. But there's something about learning to listen. Oh, look, if you remember the last part of tonight where I blew a clam. Oh, my God. You mentioned couple. them. We didn't really notice. but <laughs> Anyway, the, one of the last lines is, I think I learned that lies from learning. Because we all get, we think 12th grade is the last, or the college, actually the classrooms forever, I think. The problem with getting older is thinking you know it all and you've seen it all. The secret is everyone's got something to teach you, even the next shift, the young man coming on. It's hard to be told that. But life, especially when you're young, like because you know everything, of course. <laughs> you know, and the more you like, you grow, the more you grow old. Uh, the the, the not, older you not grow. old, not old. I'm less, young. I, I, less, less young. young. Well, the, the more like years go by, uh, the uh, the more you realize, like, oh, I don't really know anything, and who cares, really, isn't it? Like, I care enough to hand it down to the next shift. No, I mean, the next uh, part coming on, yeah. like Raul's 20 years younger, right? Mm -hmm. Tom's only five years younger. 
I mean, someone's who cares about older, like someone's Spider-Man. always younger. They're links in the chain. And well, some, 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 some things are right and wrong. I mean, obviously, but I had to acknowledge that the next to the last part. In fact, that was interesting about my piece because I tried to make it. The other two operas had beginning, middle, ends. I wanted this to be all middle. In a perfect world, I would have done all 30 parts at the same time. Would have been very short <laughs> and kind of difficult to do. But I thought if I did that, I had to acknowledge that humans can be very inhumane to each other. Middle age is about reconciling a lot of things. I can't reconcile that. Mm-hmm. We should be better to each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If there's anything That's called right. progress. Just to re- I, uh, making sure think, that works. I yeah. don't think progress is better machines. Uh-huh. That just means, you know, more complicated or whatever. Being showing off uh, as well. Being more human to each other. Uh-huh. And having more empathy and compassion. That's what I think. Uh-huh. Do you, do you, you mentioned femininity. Like, do you think yeah. that makes you a better musician? Because I, I heard like Josh Homme talking to on a podcast, like Josh saying Hamm, like Josh, uh, yeah, Josh Homme. Yeah. I thought it was Homme. <laughs> Josh Homme. No, friend, a French word for man. Oh, like Homme, really? Like Homme. I thought it was German, so like Homme, like or something. And uh, well, whatever. But uh, <laughs> He's a great cat, man. I like him a lot. He's, uh, he, uh, One time Ig told me, Ig saw uh, Jammy Kano, we Jammy Kano documentary. He said, yeah, he reminded me of that guy uh, singing for the Queens of Stone Age. Uh-huh. First off, he mentioned like the, the beforehand, I'll just mention that in that uh, podcast, he said, playing with fire hose with when we uh, with Caius I opened for fire hose in like in the middle of the desert or something yeah. and that like was the, the best thing exactly like this was the best thing back for me in the day like the first playing opening for fire hose was like the best thing I ever did so that and that made it made it all worth it like so we mentioned you on uh, like uh, through fire hose on that on that podcast and then told actually and then was speaking like about his feminine side that made him go not just riffing hard and doing this sort of more sophisticated uh, uh, artistic uh, endeavors in music. And I feel the same same way about your music. Like for instance, like a hyphenated man and work with uh, basically everything you've ever done. But uh, it's very sophisticated and very, because you're associated with hardcore. And it seems to me like, uh, it's actually, not very obvious. Learned, actually, we learned punk from Hollywood in the 70s. But a lot of those people, st- that scene burned out and the only one left to play, we could play for was the hardcore kids. Uh-huh. Our, our punk, the 70s punk, was big reaction against arena rock. Uh-huh. But that, did, that's I'm not opposed like stylistically. I didn't know about clubs till punk. Sure. I was way in the back sitting in the dark. My first gig was T-Rex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I liked it. <laughs> but what a lame way to see music. <laughs> way in the back. It's funny because I have to do a lot of festival gigs with Ig, you know, and Stooges. It's not sure. the best. I've seen the, sh- the show you played like 10 years ago. So, I was wow, there. wow. I still have that footage, I think. So. I think he's a Slayer. Dave Lombardo was on drums. Yeah, uh, well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, wow. Okay, and Ronnie was a guitar man. Yeah, yeah. Superbock, I think. Super, that's right, the beer. Yeah, exactly. That was the first time I ever played Lisbon. I still have like, like 15 minutes of that, so. Yeah, actually, wow. with the Iggy going around. Look, Ig would tell you about that too, man. There's something about getting it, not being in denial and get in touch with the woman. So every man has a mother. Lots of men have sisters. Even some I've of them say have that, daughters. <laughs> yeah. It's so bizarre. The whole thing about these kind of abstract things having so much control in our lives. 
they're, what do they call it? Uh, society. <laughs> the hardcore guys always talk about society. Yeah, yeah. You gotta rethink some of these things and just don't take them for granted. Because they end up hurting a lot and keeping things uh, unhealthy, my opinion. Yeah, Josh is very cool. He's a deep cat. Yeah, absolutely. And I love the way he's, uh, he doesn't copy. He, come, um, he's has a, he lets his inner voice out. It's not Xerox. It's not rubber stamp. It's not cookie cutter. Like so each time, each time hear, it's different, right? When you hear his music, you can tell it's Josh. No, look at us. We, oh, we yeah. all have different thumbprints. Camerameister, writer man, <laughs> sister, you... Tony, you all, and then we also have a lot of common ground. Yeah, That's the way it is. Why be in denial of any of that? Say we're all special and too individual, or that we're all too much like uh, whatever, robots or sheep. Yeah. No, deal with the reality, which is we're a mix yeah. of a different. And sometimes then, you can be more original, sometimes you can't, really, isn't it? Well, like, for example, my situation. I asked Talman Ra Raul to help me realize this piece. Uh -huh. When I go with Ig, Mike, will you do this bass line for me? <laughs> yeah, okay, Ig. <laughs> you take turns. Uh -huh. We inhale, we exhale. A lot of life is duality. And, so, and, it, and it might be positive, because like, you take a break, like, even creatively, like the pressure is off, like then. You it's know? not a pressure. There's no pressure, no, I mean. because you're trying to help the guy. There's the pressure to unhelping him. Oh, okay. See, that's how it's been shaped. They think the boss is always, it's not that. There's burden on the guy helping, the guy trying to direct, be the rudder man. Yeah, yeah. That's what I think. This is a philosophy thing uh -huh. we're talking about here. Uh -huh. <laughs> if you care, sympathy means you feel sorry. Empathy means you actually feel what, you're trying to feel what uh -huh. they feel. And I think that's more genuine. That's, I think that's Authentic. the uh, empathy and connecting and uh, it's not trite, but I don't mean to be like cliche when I say like that con communication is really the key thing with everything. You really want to connect with people. Like yeah, what's the bad side of communication? Propaganda, yeah, brainwash. Sure, sure. But I mean communication anything in the human, sense like personal communication. Anything human can be like kind of twisted up. Yeah. I think that's the thing of the Dante thing, the, the a actual sin. It's love, but it's bad love. It's like for the self, for greed, for power. Absolutely. But, like, but I mean like it's, human it's connection, you know. Like yeah, but human connection could be a chain around your neck. Come on, boy. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? We got to think about these things. What are the human centipede? Would you want to put yourself in that man's <laughs> shoes? Right. Or it could be like Joe Stalin, right? That guy's as fucking mean as me if I don't take him out first. Sure. You know what I mean? It's all the way it's finessed, the way you articulate it. And I think that's what the human journey is. Finding ways to be more humane in their expression. Which means, you know, like making a band. Yeah, yeah. And, and what did D. Boone call it? Uh, thinking out loud. Oh. <laughs> you, uh, you, uh, you mentioned like the, 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 the early motivation for punk bands. Yeah. Like, uh, I'm a prog guy myself, yeah. and I uh, you've you've done uh, uh, and and an indie rock kid, uh, but I mean, uh, well, like music's music, it's just yeah, different ways. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. But you've done like anywhere in Banyan and stuff like that's more. Perkins, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Nels Klein, Klein, yeah, yeah incredible. I Black like a year ago, so incredible. Uh, respect, amazing, respect. Amazing, amazing. Uh, like 
40-minute interview or something. Uh, but uh, he's brilliant. But then um, punk, uh, for some people, has originated as as also as like the arena rock at the time was prog rock. So, but I I have like always I always have this point of like and your music shows that that they're not mutually exclusive. Uh, you shouldn't really you like. Know what my secret is to preserving that. It's not a style of music. Style of music's up to each band. Punk is a state of mind. It means you don't feel like you fit in, so you make a parallel universe. In fact, the word was so funny when I first heard it, because it was, in my town, it means a guy who gets fucked in jail for cigarettes. So why would somebody call their music that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did, uh... I don't know, I don't, don't ask me, but I saw it and what I thought was, they're just trying to make a place where it's safe to go crazy. Uh-huh. And whatever it takes, it's not a style of music. That was some marketing guy. Well, yeah, that's right. Music is music. Exactly. And to me, a prog can be punk as hell. If, yeah, it depends on the context of things, right? Like, if you're like, if it's basically, if it's uh, screw you, like, it's it's punk. That's what it is, isn't it? Like, it's like I'm not going to ask your permission. I have to do this. I'm not saying I'm better than you, but I have to do this. Maybe you'll come around, maybe you won't, but let me do this. Let the freak flag fly. <laughs> I think that came from some hippie dudes in the 60s. I don't, somebody once said there's nothing more dangerous than a good idea. <laughs> if you find something that helps you get together with your cats and express, try to find your inner voice, whatever, style. You might change styles. Your voice might still be there. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to narrow things down. There's already too much in our lives narrowing us down. You know, girls in that line, boys in that line, right? We're from grade school. They're telling us. So uh, I don't want this to happen in music. We got to open it up. There's. You know about a website, the Quietest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or magazines like no, no, no. Mojo and yeah, 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 yeah. when I was a boy, Cream. Yeah, this is excellent. Yeah. Remember Cream? Yeah, it's, right? It's about just music. Yeah, yeah, it can be from anywhere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I met, when I went up to Hollywood and met them punk people, those they knew they were all record collectors. They were Petty Bone playing me first Coltrane. I thought he was playing punk. I didn't know he's dead because I come from Navy House. I didn't know anything about jazz. Again, they played this tonight. So just for reference, yeah. I just I didn't know. Well, he was right there. When he was a sailor. Oh, really? In the Navy, where he made his first recording. There's a tiny badge over here with Coltrane as a uh, team. Pettibone, right? Pettibone taught me about Dada, huh? There was some art scene going on during the First World War. They were doing a lot of things we were doing up in Hollywood in the 70s. Somebody once said, the only thing new is you finding out about it. <laughs> But we all, we got to make the journey personal, you know? That's how it informs us. I found a lot of Woody Guthrie in this scene. How come? The sentiment. If I had a hammer, <laughs> mm -hmm. it's, not, it's not that common song. <laughs> this land's your land, this land's my land. Uh -huh. There's some heavy shit. Well, fuck, he wrote on his guitar, this machine kills fascists. With the hillbilly strumming. Like I said, it's not where you're from, it's where you're at. There's a lot of trippy shit. Do you, th do you think there's a, a on a trippy uh, shit? Music has been really important in my life. Mm. It's really uh, 
Yeah, I met Pettibone. I met D. Boone. These guys who had incredible effect on my life. And it wasn't just, yeah, his mom got me on bass, but I'm glad she did. <laughs> what I like about bass is the politics. You look good, making the other guys look good. <laughs> it's understated, isn't it, like sometimes? Well, people go in the bathroom and most people look at the tile. I'm the grout. I glue the tile, that I am in between the tile. It's interesting, it's still mysterious. If you're mysterious, you're still free to define yourself and not let the cliches define you. God, I wish that for my guitar brothers and sisters. With no grout, there's no tile holding together. Like What's glue with nothing to stick to? Just yeah. a puddle we need. Yeah. Right? And there's nothing wrong with glue on glue then again. Oh, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> good point. Oh, well. <laughs> glue on glue and glue, like... Wow, good point. If they're yeah, different glues, they're, they're fine, I think. See, that's the point of getting too, uh, too much uh, duality. I just, it just came to me. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good point. That's a good point. <laughs> But it's uh, just... The thing with the with your attitude towards music, as much there's a lot of talk with uh, documented stuff. Well, documented stuff is always about history, but there's a lot of documented stuff about your past. But like you're still you're producing very original music and very interesting music. Like in recent years and with this with this work, coming, uh, it's with Nick Reinhardt, uh, Tara Melos, Nels Klein, oh, wow. and Greg Sarne of uh, Deerhoof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. It's called Big Walnuts Yonder, and I wrote it all in the. I think the future bass is composition because you provide some rhythm, some melody, but you leave a lot of freedom for the cats you're playing with. I call it launch pad, you know, springboard. Launchpad glue. That's, that's right. You give them the chance to express themselves. Piano, guitar, you give them a lot, a, lot, a lot of content. This way, you know, yeah. For a lot of people, it's scary. Nels is like, bring it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, But that's what I got coming up. I got a band, a trio with uh, two Italian guys called Asonio de Manaio. They've never, never done a big U.S. tour. We just recorded our second album, just started. Made an album, toured last year. We're gonna, I'm going to bring them to the U.S. 51 gigs, 51 days. Yeah, look, like I said at the end of the piece, I'm here to learn. So what, where's the end yeah. game in that, right? Exactly. I mean, I, I, I was because my body's breaking down. <laughs> so, yeah, and everything, everything, believe me. Just thank God I got the hands. But I want an open ended philosophy that keeps me going. Danger of being older and being around is thinking you've done it all. You got to fight that. And Watt's going to fight it. We, we couldn't end on a better note, so. Dude, this was a pleasure. This was really, this was really, really amazing. <laughs> I show you my village people picture, okay? <laughs> do, I, I don't know, do I want to get that on record? That's so cool. Can I ask you one question? Right. If it's not too personal, who was the picture on your on your base? It's Ron Ashby. That's yeah. the reason why I play with stooges. He called me and says, Ron, he says, you're the man, Mike. Like, uh -huh. like, what? He said, would you do me a favor? Would you wear a t-shirt instead of a flannel? <laughs> I said, what about Levi and Converse? He said, that's strong. <laughs> Rock of the, the Stooges was the big thing in our scene in the 70s. You got to understand. No, Southern California is 150 towns. You fly over, you think it's one, but we're balkanized. One thing we had in common. I have Stooges. Oh. So to get asked to play with them was like,
Okay, so that was my conversation with Mike Watt. He was a wonderful guy, a sweet, sweet man. And I hope you guys enjoy the following episodes. Follow me on Twitter at Made of Things Pod. Follow me on Instagram at Made of Things. Follow me on iTunes, I guess. You can follow me on iTunes. I'm not still quite sure how that works, though. But I do have a Facebook page, so it's Facebook uh, Made of Things Pod as well. So see you guys. I hope you guys enjoy the next few shows and all of the shows, actually. So I'll see you guys soon. And thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.